What's up, guys? Hey. Hello. I fixed my background. Yeah, I saw that. Nice of you to Very acknowledge nice. that. Yeah. Well, you know, I had to. Anyways, we got a pretty jam-packed show today, so why don't we just get right into it? ACC preview show. A lot of talks about Pac-12 uh, or some like result in Pac-9. And even some betting drama West. Wow. Lots and of stuff. Lots to cover today, baby. A lot and more. Let's just go ahead and get right into it. That's a good win. There's a lot of people. It's like Woodstock, except everybody's got their clothes on. Personal foul. 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. These people don't give you. All right, guys. I'm just going to say, I know it was there. It was not me. <laughs> it was not me. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. If you saw it, you saw it. If you didn't, you didn't. I don't care. I have, but it I have was no idea what he's talking me. about, y'all. I, I, I don't, don't know. know. It was, that was not me. To um, me. This is, I, I don't know. I mean, this is a serious show. Cat we do Casper. it. We do it. We, we do a, a, be screwing around with the uh, <laughs> nicknames again. We, we we do we do a serious college football show here, guys. This is this is no laughing matter. It's not a joke. It's not funny. Uh, as not you can tell by all of us, um, the professional attire. We'll start this show a little differently. Um, you may have saw the tweet earlier today. Uh, Collins decided to not um, continue on uh, with the lowdown CFP. It's perfectly fine. We want to wish him the best and and send. Our well wishes to him. Um, he's not sick or anything like that. He just uh, wants to move separate ways, and that's perfectly fine. Um, we respect him in that, and hope that no issues. Maybe maybe a door opens later that we can continue to work with him. But for the time being, um, those are his wishes, and we're going to respect them and and allow him to do what he's got to do. So Absolutely. that's all we're going to say on that. The show is is still got to go on. It's still still part of our deal here. So. Um, we are not going anywhere. Uh, if we do, well, ask questions. Um, start start contact your local police yeah. departments. Yeah, start uh, call somebody. Um, we'll blink twice. Get, get yeah. in touch with Drew. He would be the one to for sure get in contact yeah, with. Yeah, you don't know where we're. You don't know where we're hiding. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be fun. This is a good show. I, I think we've got a lot of good stuff. So let's just go ahead. And uh, get right into it. Uh, Cam, I know this is your part of the show. Yes. I know you have a stat of the day for us. Yes, I do. Hold on just a second. Sorry, I was making sure to I was making to sh sure to share our glorious episode on all the social medias that I it's have. It's a good point. Good uh, point. No, it's a, it's a anyways, um, so as we know... Today, we're going to be talking about the ACC. And so, today's stat of the day, presented by our friends at StatHead, um, comes from the ACC. So, I've got a little bit of a question for you guys. Okay. Oh, boy. What team of the current teams in the ACC has the most conference championships? Got to be Florida State. Florida State. So this is this is not just ACC championships, right? 
this is just ACC. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, I I had to ask because that that is important to this. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like you're really teeing me up for a letdown here. So yeah, I know that's why I went with the obvious at least. Give me a second. Um, We'll see. Um. I guess I'm going to agree, but I I have a feeling it's going to be something else. Maybe Clemson. Uh, wait, it's Tigers. It is okay. Yeah, so yeah. that shocked me for one. Um, but and this is just football, right? Just yes, I, this okay. is just football. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, far, I, I felt like you're really teeing it up for that. Are yeah. Football. So. Oh, hey, I mean, no, sometimes you got to ask, but yeah. I understand. Um, I'm known for being a dick when it comes to trivia questions. You can't. Yeah, if you, of course if you're you professional, are. Professional, you know, If go, you know, you know. Go go back to uh, our I'll quiz days, man. In the oh jar. my goodness. Um, Maybe one day. Maybe one day we'll go back to the quiz days, huh? Yeah. Perhaps. Maybe yeah, a mini yeah. quiz on a show or something during the yeah. off season. Who knew? Yeah. Um, quarter, uh, quarter, quarter, sorry. quarter in the jar. Yes, I will throw a quarter in the jar. No, Tyler. Tyler just said it. You oh, said not it. playing season. Sorry. Uh, quarter in the jar, bud. So we're up to you 50 cents this episode. 50 cents today. Uh, I was going to say, if, if we're... Drew, you can expect that over PayPal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just... if, if we if we keep going at this rate, we're going to actually be able to pay off those uh, week one tickets that you got. <laughs> um, but anyways, so I'm sure you a small loan cute. to pay that yeah. shit off. Oh, <laughs> here we are. 75 cents. Yeah. Yeah, need a small loan. Um, but hey. Anyways, so Clemson. So I've got the top five written down though, because there's a couple. There, there's wait, one that's wait, a. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. DJ and I are going to go back and forth here, and we're going to try to get the top five. All right. Yeah. The content. Uh, For the here, brand. But... All right. So one is Clemson. Florida State yes. is going to be probably two. They have they have to be on there. Yes, Florida State's okay. the number two. Yeah. Now, twenty and fifteen respectively. Okay, and this and is this now is just ACC conference championships. Yeah, through the entire history of the conference. Okay, so, so I'm gonna so, the fifties. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna go I'm gonna head, get ahead and guess North Carolina is on the top five. No. Okay. All right. So I so now, Cam. I don't presume you're giving anybody me credit for Clemson because I did say Florida State, so that's fine. Um, and I don't presume. Well, I mean, Florida State was obvious. Are, are we yeah. are we trying to have like a better or worse I, argument? I don't, I don't really know. Care. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll, I'll have bragging rights at the end if I get all five. <laughs> um, okay. So another one is yeah. I would. I mean, why wouldn't I? Um, so they actually have it. So Virginia Tech. No. No, what? Big East, remember? Virginia Tech. Oh my been in the conference. God. Since yeah. And they have it. I just yeah. said I just did the exact same thing with Miami and then I said Virginia yeah. Tech. No. Yeah. Miami yeah. and Virginia Tech joined the same yeah. year. I was NC just saying State then. Yes, NC State, NC State has to on be the on list there, yeah. four at they're they're at number four on the list with seven. Okay. Okay. Boston College. No. 
I didn't think so. Big I East they again. Were, they were, Another yeah, Big, again, East. Big East. Yeah. Oh um, my. Oh, all right. Let's see. Georgia Tech. No. No. For years. Really? I know they were SEC, they were, but then they joined the ACC. They, they I thought went they had from success. the SEC to being an independent. Yep. That, I, independent I knew they were independent for a long time. Okay. And then they joined the ACC. About this. About the same time. East. So what I thought they would have gotten enough accumulated through in their time no, in the they, ACC. They have but. a similar time as like timeline as South Carolina, um, but flipped. So Georgia Tech went from SEC to ACC. Mm-hmm. South Carolina went from ACC to SEC. But the, the timelines were actually pretty. Yet, by the way, <laughs> yeah. the, so, this is far from the first time. Oh, oh, overall SEC, ACC champions, right? Oh, wait, yeah, never mind. So, I mean, they're not going to be one. Um, would South Carolina count? Shoot. No, nope, they only had one. They can't be on yeah. that. Okay. I didn't know how many they had in the ACC. No, they only they only had one, and it was 1969. That I know. Of course nice. you would know that. Nice. Well, I know it for multiple reasons, but, um, yeah, they, that's not going to be The Cox um, won it in 69. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't, ima- I can't imagine that's- why anybody wouldn't want to watch this show, y'all. That's very that- borderline. <laughs> With that, <laughs> that is a dollar right there, buddy. That's a full, um, full dollar fifty right there. Wow. Um, oh goodness. What? Good All right, just give us the rest of them. This yeah, is going I give well. up. I did. I gave you. So in third place is the Maryland Terrapins. Oh, forgot that. Nine. Yeah. Nine. Oh, wait, no. Oh, never mind. No, never mind. Never mind. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> If, I, did if fifth, I'd have been allowed to say what I what came to my mind, I may never be allowed to never be allowed a college football fan badge ever again. Ugh. Yeah, um, Virginia, and and then fifth place, tied with NC State at seven. Duke Blue Devils. <laughs> they have seven. Wow. Yeah, can't believe that. That, that, one. that one kind of surprised me. Yeah, but. Yeah, so that's your style. Uh, no, he's a vampire. Uh, just so you know. Anyways, yeah. uh, in case you weren't wondering, <laughs> I, <laughs> I do live in a cold, drab basement with very little lighting. So I mean, that, that's he, he's got the what the I'm not confirming yet. But... He, he does. He does sleep a lot during the day and only come out at night. It seems these yeah. days. If he, so if he starts speaking English mixed with Russian, we may have a problem. Right. So. <laughs> Huh. There lived a certain man in Russia yeah. long ago. <laughs> Anyways, let's not even go this far. Um, Anyways, we've already dug ourselves all right. a rabbit hole. So. so, we've got a little friend in degeneracy um, in Iowa. Hunter Deckers charged with tampering over wow. betting and betting multiple, multiple <laughs> What was it? Thousands of dollars <laughs> on sports. Yeah, it was something um, like that. But it That's wasn't right. just him. So there's a walk-on kicker at Iowa who's also on this list who bet the under on Iowa games. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't imagine why he would think to do dude, that, dude. Oh, well, not that, only that—that's hardly, bet that, hardly betting. That's hardly betting. That's winning. That's getting money. Under. That's free money. He bet wait, the wait, under. Wait, on That's the, what, uh, Tyler. That's what, Tyler? Winning. That's winning. <laughs> That's maybe later. Um, 
we had that sound effect added just for today's show because of this conversation. So, um, yeah, well, oh my God. but yeah, I don't know I, if that was the intended purpose, but it definitely found a works. way and it works. I was going to uh, say, so thank it you. Says, thank you, Mr. Sheen. <laughs> so this, this is a report from the athletic, Charles. uh, talking about the ongoing investigation into both the Iowa universities. It says, according to documents filed, Deckers and his parents engaged in a scheme to allow the quarterback to disguise his identity and manipulate online mobile transactions in order to create the appearance that sports wager transactions were actually conducted by uh, his yes, mother. Good old, wow. so, uh, yes, good old Dunner hackers. So let's get one thing fully straight. He's not playing this year, right? I don't like, doubt. There's no he way. can't be. He can't be. As I mean, as as much as we've seen with the NFL's stance and their professional athletes, this 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 kid. Is, I mean, this is potentially career devastating. Like this may be. Mm-hmm. He may never play another snap oh. in at Iowa State. He may not play in the NCAA. He may not even make it to the NFL. The, the well, NCAA hang on, hang on, might, hang on. That last part him. wasn't really a question yeah. to begin with. <laughs> but the, the NCAA. Look, I'm not trying to be mean, to but logs, uh, Ooh, I don't, I'm also not somewhere. saying that. But look, yeah. he, he wasn't. This he was not NFL caliber to begin with. No, I'm just no. saying. But I mean, he, he was only what a freshman last year, so he's been it? around for longer than that. I yeah, I was gonna say he's 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 like been around since Brock Purdy. Um, well, that was like, only what two years ago that Brock Purdy was there. I think he was that, there. I think he was there in still, 2020. That's still at least a redshirt sophomore. So he's, yeah, he's at least a sophomore. So but well, I'll pull that up what? and double check. Yeah. Check his class. That was a flat freshman last year. That was part of the reason. Well, why. he probably was a. Freshman of some sort, yeah, because the COVID years. Um, he's a redshirt junior, so okay, so he was sophomore last year. So says he's accused of placing 366 mobile or online bets, totaling almost $2,800 or over $2,800, including 297 of which came before he turned the age of 21. So, what NIL fund gave him this? It's a good question. The corn one. What's new with corn? Uh, I don't know. But it's in a lot of degeneracy bets, I guess. Yeah. Like it, um, either way, it's this it's is just I mean, like you see it, and it's like it, it digs mean, itself deeper and deeper. I, it I will really say, does. Feel I will like say it's just a. I, I was just going to say, I, I feel like the, the, this is at least, you know, a lot of this is being, it looks like he placed this while he was, you know, not the starting quarterback. Once he became the starter, he's like, no, I can't do it anymore. But when he was, <laughs> that matters just, how, <laughs> I don't I mean, know. I mean, we just think he'd have more control over the outcome and, and want to bet more when he became the starter. But this says 26 wagers were placed on Iowa State sporting events. One was placed on the 2021 game against Oklahoma State. Iowa State famously came back and won. Uh, pretty much that was uh, Oklahoma State's only loss until uh, inches short in the Big 12 title game that year. Wow. I, I just I, – honestly, I'm really stunned. I yeah. He went up this, to his boy crazy. Brock and was like, hey, yo, uh, I got some money on this. So the Iowa kicker – um, bet the under on the Iowa State Iowa game, not last year's game that ended ten seven, but the uh, one from I think it was twenty twenty one, the twenty seven seventeen final in that game. The Iowa ended up winning. Did, did and, he, and hit, he hit at least? He the, hit. He hit the 
under. under. So, yeah. Um, either, either year it would have hit, I guess. Oh, it was. It, that was definitely hitting last year. You just I, said I, twenty I points asked, under. <laughs> I I asked last year if if he placed the under on the Iowa I wonder if State game. I wonder if you can prop bet the unders. Oh, you know I'm what I mean? Sure. Like, you, like, like you know what I mean? The like, whole season or whatever? No, 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 not like that. Like, I wonder if. Imagine there's a way. They better ban that with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Well, hang on, hang. On. So imagine you're like sitting there, right? And and you're talking unders, and but you use the under kind of like a spread, right? Mm-hmm. So you, the over under sets it like thirty five, for example. Well, say you go under minus ten. So instead of thirty five, it's twenty five. I think that's a thing. I'm pretty I sure think, that's a I was thing. Just, I was say you can tease. I'm pretty sure you could tease, like because I know you can tease, you could tease the spread. That's right. Yeah, you and, can. And I think you could tease the point huh. total. But I was to say, you know, usually they add points as opposed to taking away points yeah. when you tease. So, I know, but imagine. Just imagine. I, I would, I would I think mean, you could probably with the inverse, it would be like much improved odds, or your payout would be huge if if it actually came to fruition. You would at least you would maybe think. if we get stable footing and start our own sports book, we can do this. <laughs> The uh, Lionel Sportsbook, where you can prop that under. <laughs> I was to say, let's let's get some clearance here from our uh, our main man Drew before we we set up because we get <laughs> we, we're gonna have to set up in Ohio or something because we got to find a state where it's legal because there's two thirds of us here that, that I, I hear that Tennessee's not. nice this time of year. <laughs> I mean that, that could work. Just not Knoxville, please. No. Um, <laughs> Drew just so, says, hmm. So this says that. Um, for Deckers, because of, of this uh, tampering, he could face up to two years in prison for tampering with records, which is classified as an aggravated misdemeanor in the state of Iowa. So, uh, like you said, wow. I mean, he's he's scheduled to appear in court. You know what? In like two weeks. You know what? Dude. You know what? 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 The longest yard, too. <laughs> The longest yard two CFB edition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not wrong. Oh man, hey, oh, you never know. Goodness. Imagine so, that. That'd be something. Yeah. So it says this might be the obvious statement of the day, but according to an attorney representing Deckers, the quarterback is not expected to participate in fall camp. I couldn't imagine why. <laughs> I, I mean, can't imagine why. So that he's, that he's scheduled scheduled to appear to in court in two weeks. Yeah, I, I, he's gonna be, yeah, figuring out oh, how to the humanity. Man, I'm telling you, it's something. It's like there. He's not gonna play the season, and I mean, if he serves jail time, like legitimately, you know, like you said. So Rocco Bex, <laughs> welcome to the starting job at Iowa State, freshman. Hey, Sunday's um, gonna be very interesting to preview now for for oh Iowa State with this God. news. Wow, dude. I, it's crazy. Geez. Not to make this an Owen Wilson movie, but man, I can't man. believe it. Wow. Um, man. I mean, who would have thunk? I can't even. I don't even know what to say. Honestly, that's. Yeah, they're in. <laughs> Sunday's going to be fun. They're in deep doo doo. Little preview. Sunday's going to be fun. Big Sunday quote. will be fun. <laughs> All right, let's Went move. Wide open to wide open. <laughs> yeah, well, let's go ahead and move on to Northwestern, where more things continue to fall into place for this Northwestern football team in 2023. 
Uh, Skip Holtz has been hired by Northwestern to become a special assistant to the head coach, which I think is his foot in the door as the head coach in 2024. Am I right? I mean, maybe, but am I, am I wrong? I mean, I think I'm closer to right potentially than I am wrong. Um, he might very well be, but at the same time, this could be just a move to help stabilize the program during what's frankly I know, but when do you gap here? But when do you hire a head coach, a, a past head coach? Isn't is am I incorrect to say he's in the USFL or XFL right now? That sounds right. I'm I mean, on I'll it. double check. Uh, he's okay. in one of the two. Um, I thought it was USFL. I think so too. I, I can't remember. Um, call called Jared. He probably know. He follows USFL almost like it's a religion. I don't know that we've got the time for that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I don't need a conversation on ties. Well, um, we did talk about ties a few weeks yes, back. Ties and powdered wigs. Skip Holtz has been with the Birmingham Stallions. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So I, I think this is his. I mean, look, listen, nothing against the. Nothing Defensive against coordinator? the USFL. Nothing against the XFL. But this would definitely be a step forward going into oh, the Big Ten, a brand new Big Ten um, that seems to have even more storylines behind it now than it did before. I, I really look forward to watching Skip Holtz as, as a special assistant and potentially, again, I mean, feel free to clip this. And, and when they announce their next head coach, feel free to take this. And tell me I'm wrong, but Skip Holtz could be the next head coach in Northwestern. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, you're talking about... It's weird, though. It's not... And sorry to cut you off, but it's weird, though, because it's not the not the region that you think it would be. No. Because when I think of him, I think of him more for his time... At Louisiana Tech, right? At Louisiana Tech in the... In the South area, yeah, in yeah, the Conference so. USA, and and then the, the American. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I was gonna say the thing about it is, is for Skip, this is, I, I think this is, you know, definitely. I don't think he would be taking this position if he doesn't feel like he's got an opportunity to become the head coach. And this is really the first time, as you were talking about, he'll he'll be in that footprint where I mean, you know, the name Holtz is known. It's it's like almost a religion up there, and in, in for what Lou did at at, North, at Notre Dame, uh, and I'll tell you something, you know, uh, Skip is 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 in a good footing at least to you know take over as the next head coach. I, I can't imagine that they want to you know at least for this year, but you know, going forward, he's he would be a really good option for them to use. He knows how. He knows the area well. He probably would have a lot of good success recruiting. And, I mean, I'd, I'd be interested to see what would come of it and see if they could get some more success and, and see if they could push back to where they were about a decade ago. I, I would be interested. It's it's one of those things where, especially for me, it's not going to be like I know Northwestern, if that's the case. But – I could definitely see a world where this happens and it's actually a successful move for the standard of Northwestern. And, um, well, you know, they can compete with Stanford and Cal to be the, the bottom of the Big Ten. 
Maybe we'll be talking about that next episode. I don't know. Maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. Who knows the way things are coming out fast. So, so can we talk about this real quick? Do we, can we, I know this is a little bit off track, a little off of where we were going, but when are we ever really fully on? Um, you can take the banner down. Um, that's your endpoint on that. Here's a new endpoint, maybe, for a clip. Um, if this happens to where, as I have read, Arizona, uh, Arizona State, and Utah go to the Big 12. Now, Utah is doing the Texas and TCU and te- Texas A&M thing um, by kind of keeping themselves out of the Big 12 right now. They're doing this thing, oh, we don't want to follow BYU. Listen, get over yourself because you're in a very vulnerable spot right now. You might need to actually make this move. Yeah. That's your first. That's the first take. Yeah. Secondly, the, this talk uh, that came out today from multiple sources, um, my favorite of them are, is uh, Nicole Arbach on, um, t- uh, from The Athletic. Yeah. Saw it on Twitter earlier today. The Big Ten is in conversations, and this does not mean that this is in conversation with the schools. The presidents are having internal conversations about the potential very near future additions of Oregon, Washington, Cal, and Stanford. There's a reason I said those two specifically. Those four would make the Big Ten the 20-team conference in the first of such. Yeah. And this is after rumors of Clemson and Florida State trying to leave the ACC for the Big Ten or the SEC. Which means that there's really only one other place. I mean, I guess there's not. There's not really a cap on what conferences can have what. But, I mean, I don't know if I expect a 22-team conference um, right now. Mm. Yeah. And it feels as though it's it's in a spot, and I said this earlier today in a different – in one of our group chats, that it feels like this is some, – somebody had said that, well, this kind of opens up the door for a group of fives. Well, I disagree. I think this is polar opposite. If this continues to happen, it's going to be survival of the fittest. And the ones with money, like a San Diego State, a SMU, um, USF probably will survive just based off of money and location. Schools like that are going to move forward and, and pull, be pulled into the Power Five. And the group of five is going to become another FCS. Yeah. I, I, have, I've, I think I've mentioned this before as a possibility that if that does come to fruition – What you could theoretically see, because this is something that is separate. The college football playoff is separate from the NCAA. The NCAA Division I champion is technically the FCS champion. You know, that is what, because of football championship subdivision. So, in theory, what you could see is the group of five teams that are left out in the cold, in air quotes, will will go and and the FCS will essentially be, you know, rise up and, and kind of swoop in. And you'll almost have what's a March Madness feel outside of just the bigger P5 conferences or whatever, B, big P3, P4, you know, if, if ACC or, or you know, uh, Pac-12 or both are, are to end up going away for, for whatever reason. Uh, and then it would just be like you'd have NCAA champion and then NFL junior champion, CFP almost, mm-hmm. because you'd have just these – these two huge or three huge conferences with, you know, each having a chance to get three or four teams in uh, mm-hmm. from, from that conference competing for a national championship while everybody else is, is fighting for the scraps, if you will. Uh, I mean, I very 
very easily could see that coming to fruition. I, I think that's more likely. And I've been calling it more of the, I, I, you said scraps, and that's a word that I used earlier. It was like more, but more so to the financial scraps of everything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. going to look, it's going to take a toll on that lower level of football, the same way the FCS is not quite, I mean, they can't even have as many scholarships. And that's mm-hmm. why these FCS teams are, by the way, terrible rule. But this four-year rule should not exist, by the way. This should yeah, not be one of those things that it's like, oh, you have to I, wait I'm because sure. you're jumping up. Like, But if you're going down, yeah. I think you should wait um, until you get to the point where you're no longer um, a powerhouse. so many scholarship players. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm but, sure, I'm I sure that if this happens, they'll look into it. Also, 2025 Big Sky champs. It, it cuts it off, but we know you're talking about the Ags, yeah. the Utah State Ags. Okay. So, yeah. five big sky chance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it might still be the Mountain West. Yeah. Yeah. It, it honestly, like, big sky and the Mountain West might merge yeah. or something. The, no. the way that the, uh, in all seriousness, the way that the conferences are pushing, um, it's looking more and more like that's going to happen. Like, what I do it, really worry so. about is actually. I mean, and BJ, you made mention of it earlier, the Oregon states, the Washington states, like yeah. where where are they going to go? Because they're the ones that seem to be the odd men out right now in this conference. Yeah. yeah. And not and having, being discussed. Ha- having been there before uh, as a TCU fan, you know, this is really, you know, I can I can understand if you, if you go back and look at the history of, of how when the Southwest Conference, you know, met its demise, there was talks one year that it was going to be uh, Texas, Texas A&M, uh, Baylor and TCU, or, or Houston and TCU, I think, is, is the four that were supposed to at least initially be taken. And then there was a shift in the, um, the political sphere in Texas. And so when they actually did the uh, pick the four. Uh, Didn't as Texas to, and Texas A&M throw a hissy fit? No, no. So it was it all came down to was the structure of the Texas uh, like House of Representatives or something okay. at that time. And like the year before it happened, it would have been TCU and Houston. Then God, I think I it, love it was my sports and politics interject. Right. Other. I mean, I, I hate that we have to talk about this, but uh, then it was Ann Richards and, and somebody else. And Ann Richards, notorious big Baylor alum was able to get the bears in and, and then Texas tech was taken as well. And the rest is history. And so, for that team that was on the precipice of being included in, you know, kind of that survival of fittest. And then you have to spend so many years. It took almost, it was like 17 years from the time that, uh, you know, the Southwest conference dissolved until TCU was able to join. And now we're working on 20. Um, Yeah. No, no, we're working on, no, we're working on 20. Seven twenty. We're almost on thirty um, years yeah. uh, without SMU being invited into a conference, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. all because of, to my knowledge, the, that's, that's the, more. The that's more because of, of the death penalty. Yeah, yeah that's more. Because that's of what Texas. I was saying because I know that's yeah. a lot of. Like, a, that's that a big that's Texas school thing in general. Like I know that it's mm-hmm. coming from Texas. Texas A&M when they were still in the Big 12 and then even Baylor and others. I was going to say, at least for Texas A&M, Texas Tech, of course, TCU, they play every year for the Iron Skillet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Baylor, those schools have played SMU. Now, I mean, they played them when they were down, so it was that easy non-conference win. But 
since the Southwest Conference is on, the University of Texas has not played SMU. And that is likely to never change unless somehow, some way, they get matched up in a bowl. But I think Texas would reject it. I really don't think they would match up. They would want that matchup in a bowl game. Either. Well, I'll tell you right now, Big 12 uh, with Texas leaving is going to have SMU in it. It's yeah, possible. Sorry, I dropped my pen. That's why I look like <laughs> I was just saying, so, so for, for Washington State, Oregon State, you have to feel sorry for them, and you hope that there's a spot at the table because, I mean, we, we've waited over a decade, and we're, we're going to have to wait essentially 13 years in between matchups of Texas, Texas A&M. Who knows the next time we're going to see Oklahoma, Oklahoma State? Are we yeah. not going to see the Civil War anymore? Are we not going to see the Apple Cup? What I mean, this – I know we, we talked about it just last episode about like the traditions that are dying in this new age of college football. And I mean, it just makes me really want to hold on tight to what we've still got. The, the rivalries that make the sport oh, so great. Yeah. Oregon, Oregon Absolutely. state's great. And apple cup is one of the most underrated rivalries in the country. Yeah. So you would love to see those hold on somewhere. Yeah. Absolutely. I look forward to seeing what comes next, but I really wanted to throw that in there because it just seems like talks continue to ramp up and, and happen. Yeah. And it, it might, it seems like it would be a disservice. I didn't want to get full on realignment at the beginning of this show. I didn't really want to get it at all, but I feel like it's necessary. I was just saying, um, especially when you talk about what we've got coming up next, it, it really is something that we have to talk about and it's a good transition into what we're going to talk about next. So yeah, just uh, take a listen. Do we have it? Several dozen um, board meetings in the last year. We constantly update our board. I think they're enthusiastic like I am about the media deal. But I will tell you what we've seen is that the longer we wait for the media deal, the better our options get. And I think our board realizes that. And the, uh, there's an underlying shift in the media market that's happening. And we're long-term taking advantage of that. But short-term, it may have provided some hiccups. Obviously, the Big 12, they, they talked about last year and even this year to open for business. In terms of them potentially poaching schools, is that still a major concern, or has it kind of been you know, nipped in the bud privately? It's, it's not a concern. Our schools are committed to each other and to the Pac-12. We'll get our media rights deal done. We'll announce the deal. I think the realignment that's going on in college athletics will, will come to an end for this cycle. And then the truth is we've got bigger fish to fry. You know, there are incredible opportunities and also challenges in front of college athletics. And I need to be able to work with all of my colleagues in Division I and particularly in the A5, and we'll do that. And we'll move past you know, kind of all the bitter squabbling of the last year and, and we'll work together to make college athletics better. A5? Anyways, uh, sorry. That's uh, yeah, it's, it's like it's the academic or whatever. I think right? it's, the A10. No, <laughs> it, oh, it's I something mean, else. It's not a conference. It's it's, uh, oh, okay. it's some kind of university distinction, if I'm not mistaken. Um, well, so l- let me just say, um, I don't know what world um, Mr. Kliakov is in. Um, or Klyakov, I think is how it is. Klyakov, um, yeah. I can't. I, I, I don't know what world he's living in, um, but clearly these conversations are not nothing and these talks are not nothing. And I don't believe that the longer you wait, the better your options are, because the longer you wait, the less teams you're going to have to even make a deal with. Yeah. And when that that's... happens, that's when there is a true problem. And the true problem is going to make this conference not exist anymore. 
and it is going to be 100% your fault along with everybody on the board. If that's what you want, and that's what you want your name to be remembered for, is the... I'm not going to make that... Uh, well, Bungle, that bungling? That's not what I was going to say. But oh, if, okay. you, if you really want to make your name the... Uh, the booth of college football conferences... Um, you might want <laughs> yeah stop don't look at me like that it's not funny all right the, this the oswald funny. i mean what, what does it have to be booth it could be anybody um the cia no they're not they're too far less <laughs> no, stop that. okay come on let me get this anyway i made a comment earlier tonight that if you really want your lasting legacy to be what destroyed an entire power five conference in less than six months well, the story is writing itself already. That's all I'm going to say. And it, it should not be this way. This should not be the be the way that this is ending. But instead, you're you've already watched two schools walk away because they knew the money was bigger somewhere else. Yeah. You are now watching another school walk away because they know the money's bigger somewhere else. I'm yeah. genuinely shocked that Colorado was the first. I really was. I was not surprised that it happened because I've been hearing about it for a while. Yeah. But I was it really was surprised that it was just them. And now we continue to go through this cycle of change. And it just seems like there's one thing that's staying the same. And it's not what should be staying the same. And it's the fact that they don't have a deal ready. They don't even have it close to in place. And they don't look like they're even getting near one. It's just that's baffling to me that that's where we're at in this sports world. And again, as you kind of said earlier, you want to hold on to what you have and what's left. But, you know, unfortunately, we can't turn time back and go back to 2010, 2012 and go back to the Pac-10, Pac-12 uh, right when it first started. Yeah. And wouldn't Larry Scott happy. love to do that? I mean, you talk about what he had the option to do 13 years ago, stealing yeah. away. Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Texas Tech from the Big 12? <laughs> Wouldn't he like a do-over they, on that they, one? I mean, yeah. they had they a real really opportunity. But it's I don't blame him because I don't think they really made the wrong move then. But what they are doing now is completely incorrect. And I don't know. The problem hey. is, and, and let me tell you exactly what the problem truly is. It's greed. Because they had the best offer they could have got probably well over a year ago when we when this yeah. first started and the they they, ref, they refused to take it they're like we deserve more money the rest of these conferences are getting all this we deserve more money well guess what the the time it was already known it was shortly after USC and UCLA left you knew that it was going to take a hit because you don't have the LA market anymore and you just kind of expected some fall off what continues to happen is they don't take something and everybody else continues to kind of play the low ball game. And then you end up with the Pac-12, well, nine, potentially going to Apple, and that's all you got? I just don't understand what the deal is and why this continues to feel like it's just blunder after blunder for a year straight. Yeah, and like, did they really make that bad of a hire as a commissioner? Feels that way. 
Because somebody who has more Larry experience Scott wasn't exactly great. No, and it well, feels nobody. Like this is not a even about. Stepped out. Yeah, <laughs> this, isn't even, it, this doesn't even come back to him. This this just comes back to what's there right now, and they are oh, not yeah, in no. any position like, to be happy about any of it. They could have taken extensions. They could have done anything, and instead, greed gets the best of everybody, as it continues to do. And then you see this this spot right here, where you're just you're nothing. You are no longer meaningful to anything in the world of college athletics at all. I mean, maybe water polo. Um, I guess that's just that's a sport that people like. But even then, that leads me to another question: How long do these conferences last? With these sports that are barely going over in profit, how long do they continue to do this travel? Or do they just mm-hmm. shut down completely? Mm-hmm. And then it becomes, and then it's just the ones that are really destined for Olympics that end up where they end up. I mean, the SEC seems to be the only conference that continuously has regionality, um, even though it's expanding. And the MAC. I'm not in any mood to talk about Mac. I know. Um, they're they're going to be an FCS program before. Yeah. Like, I, I know that this I know that this is not about other sports, but the other sports are going to take a hit. Like, hockey yeah. already is hurting in college at the college level. There's way better places to go play hockey and way better leagues than, than the Big Ten Most and whatever else. people just whatever go to else. the juniors. Yeah, they, they really do. They go to the Q, the um, WHL, the OHL. They, they go to all those, but they like you, you know that those guys are getting that that thing, the stuff they need up there, and yeah. they're going up there at 14, 15, 16, and playing all the way up until they're eighteen or nineteen, and then they're entering the draft because that's just what it is. That's how it goes in Canada. Would you um, Would you like to hear the uh, at least the offer at least since we're talking about this Apple deal? This This is kind of what it just it feels like a mockery, honestly. Uh, so. Deal will be potentially at least what well, this was what was offered by Apple. So, first of all, red flag streaming option only, no way to watch any Pac 12 game over the air free on any network. This it, everything's yeah. Pac 12 network goes away. Yeah, uh, this Apple would be taking over the production costs of the Pac 12 network, it would be up to 20 million dollars per oh. school for up to 12 schools. So if they were to expand back to 12 after the, you know, and now that Colorado, USC, UCLA are going. So it would be 20, 12 schools, 20 million, what, 240 million total for the conference. Yeah, uh, that's not horrible, I suppose. But And says it would also give a one-time payment of $70 million, which would happen to cover some of their debts, essentially. Uh, then the subscription add-on, essentially, it, with Apple TV, uh, and what would trigger oh, okay. is additional payouts when certain tiers of subscribers are met. So you start off, if you hit a certain subscriber count, you get another a million dollars. Then $5 million, $10 million, $20, 30 40 etc. Depending upon how many subscribers you're able to, to drive to Apple TV. Thank you, NASCAR. So it's CW feels like a win. Um, yeah. yeah, it really does. And I mean, it, it, when you look at, you know, all the very latest, even up to the minute, there's supposed to be at least what's scheduled right now, 
a vote on the Big 12 for the Arizona schools could happen as early as Friday. So we might we might have more realignment coming by the end of this week or over the weekend. Yeah. If Utah does not yeah. look, I'm I'm gonna say this plain and simple. Um You gotta, you gotta go or, or get off the pot, man. Like you either, not to make the, yeah. not sorry, I'm not trying to use potty humor, but that's what this is becoming for a second. Um, you really need to make this move because I, I'm telling you, there is not going to be a single ounce of hesitation to go talk to UConn. Yeah, there hasn't been. They've been talking to UConn, but there is not a single ounce of hesitation if Utah says, "Yeah, we're not interested right now. We don't want to follow BYU." Well, you just made your bed. And UConn's going to take your spot, and then you're screwed. Because I don't know. I mean, the Big Ten may, you know, they might, but will they? It's yeah, it's it's a revolving circus. Revolving I'll tell you what. Who, who, I don't want to. Where everything's going to land. I'll tell you what. I don't want the Big Ten to make that move. I've had too many nightmares involving Utah in my life. Um, <laughs> but hey, you know, what, what can you say about it? Any all the, all the. All I can say is uh, this is one of those buckle up. It's it's going to be a while before we really find the um, find what we're looking for in college football yeah, and, and find where we're ending. Yeah, it's amazing how close this is happening to the season because at least with you know the last two years we had this earlier in the summer and it was kind of it was like June, yeah, yeah, June or July. So that now we had, we're trying like, to do previews and I got to waste forty five minutes discussing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's just unbelievable, man. Yeah. Um, but hey, I'm not I'm not mad. Content. Mm-hmm. Content. Speaking of content, BJ. Yes. Tell us about him. Well, thank you, Tyler, for mentioning it. We are partnered with Fanatics, T Public, and SeatGeek. You can check out the links in our description for more information about all three. SeatGeek ticket buying app. That is going to make your you know, ticket purchasing a breeze. You can get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek by using our promo code, the lowdown. Again, you can go to our description and find the link to take you over to SeatGeek and get yourself some fresh tickets like Tyler did for his week one excursion over to uh, North Carolina, South Carolina in the. Uh, they don't don't turn it, around. I was going to say, Charlotte's not the Emerald City. What do they call it? Queen City. Queen City. Okay. I knew there was a name, but I couldn't remember. I thought Queen City was Cincinnati for some reason. Uh, there, There's something that they call Cincinnati. Maybe it's the Chili City. Anyway, uh, you go over to Fanatics, and guys, I have some exciting news. Fanatics is going to be launching. They're not launched just yet, but if you're listening to the podcast, on Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern, you will be able to get the NCAA Pegasus 40. So brand new shoes over from Nike on Fanatics tomorrow morning. You can look for your favorite team. There are going to be at least 35, it looks like I said 36 teams that are going to be featured. You've got all the phenomenal players like Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Clemson, Colorado, Duke, Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Kentucky, LSU, Michigan and Michigan State, You've got North Carolina, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Oregon, Oregon State, Penn State, Stanford, TCU, Tennessee, Texas, UCLA, USC, and West Virginia, just to name a few. That USC better have been 
You don't tell me they're not on that list. USC's on the list. I said them right before West no, Virginia. No, not that USC. Oh, yeah. The real no, USC. No, they're, they're not mentioned on this list, but that doesn't mean Focus. that they won't have them for uh, in the future. So uh, look for that tomorrow on Fanatics. That's Thursday morning, dropping at 10 a.m. Eastern. And if you go check out our shop at T Public, you can get yourself a nice lowdown CFB sticker like this with our logo on it. I've got two right here for your viewing pleasure. And you can get yourself a coffee mug, a shirt, whatever your heart may desire with our merch on it. Just check out the links in our description. I may be getting myself a couple tomorrow. As sure. matter of fact, because sure. I get paid tomorrow. And after my wallet took that beating, <laughs> uh, when I say don't turn around, when you're when you're buying tickets somewhere, I'm telling you, do not turn around. Yeah, go go to SeatGeek if you haven't used SeatGeek before. Twenty bucks off your first purchase. Get yourself Honestly, some college football tickets. They're on sale now. I, I had some I had some things to say on Sunday when we talked about buying tickets. I know, but but I would not do anything other than go to SeatGeek. Uh, they are my preferred place to go to buy all of my tickets. Anything I'm going to, any event whatsoever. Yeah. I've got I a really concert. Do use SeatGeek. I've got a concert coming up uh, in uh, March. I want to say next year. That I have uh, purchased tickets from SeatGeek yeah. for. So, but if you're getting if you're getting good seats, man, them service fees just, I mean, they pay for themselves. Fingers crossed. Man, I hope it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'll just say anyways, I can't wait to see they, your blog. I'll yeah, tell you, I, I, I can't I can't wait for it. It's going to be a good yeah. time. It's going to be a good weekend. Yeah. I'm excited to be at Charlotte. The college game day experience. The four star hotel experience. The thanks Expedia, by the way, not an ad, but. Should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish. Yeah. Not a sponsor, but should be. Right? Hey, Drew, get on it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, I do like Expedia. That's who I Slides use. Slides into Expedia's DMs. DMs. If you would. <laughs> oh, man, it's good. Um, that's who I use to get my hotels. So that's um, that's where we are right now, anyways. Um <laughs> So, yeah, well, let's go ahead and get back into the show. And what what we're going to do is do our usual little uh, – uh, no, we're not, actually, because we got a little bit more to talk about. we got transfer portal news. we got recruiting rundown. Starting with the transfer portal, this is just a very brief thing, but it is worth talking about. Northwestern linebacker – well, former Northwestern linebacker, Nigel Glover, he was the first one to enter the portal after Pappas Gerald was fired. He is committed mm-hmm. to Ohio State. He's a good uh, – I believe a four-star linebacker, highest-rated uh, prospect I think Northwestern's ever had. Yeah. Um, and he is committed to Ohio State. He's from Dayton, Ohio, so it's not a lot surprising. of ties. Not really surprising. I think that this is this is a big hit for Ohio State, yeah. but it's one of those where it makes you ask, like, is this is this really where they need to focus right now? Because they've got a long list of linebackers who are very good. He's very good too, but it's gonna somebody's gonna leave. So I don't know who it's going to be. I don't. It's probably not going to happen this year. It may not even happen next year. But it, at some point, I would say there's going to be a linebacker or two transferring from Ohio State, anyways, because of the depth they have at the position. Um, I think it helps that Glover's coming in at a time where Eichenberg's about to be going out after the end of this season. I would almost guarantee. Yeah, it probably fits him into a really good spot if he doesn't play a good portion. Um, a four-two-five defense. You only get so much time on the field as a linebacker, so 
I am genuinely interested to see what um, what his career turns into at, at Ohio State. Yeah, 100%. And, and not just that. He's, like, from what I've seen, he's a little undersized on the traditional linebacker um, type. He, of, I mean, he's a, he's a true well, freshman. He just yeah. – just yeah, got no, to Northwestern. Like, I get so. that, but I was thinking that that would be a perfect, like, whatever Ohio State calls their rover type of position. Like, that's I don't, typically what you do. I don't think so, that's going to happen. Um, I think they're going to let him fill out over the season and off season, and he's yeah. probably going to gain 20 pounds I, or so yeah. of pure muscle, way, and he's going to come I, in just as athletic, just as fast as he was. I, I really do think that he's going to be a huge get when all is said and done. Yeah. Either way, dang good pickup for Ohio State. Very good. Huge dub in the portal for them there. I'm glad I get to do this. Five-star edge rusher Dylan Stewart commits to South Carolina over Ohio State. (laughs) Thank you, Dylan Stewart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Man, but he had offers from a lot of big-name schools, and he took South Carolina, which means, because it sounds like Nick Harbour is going to be a defensive player an edge position as well, which Dylan Stewart and Nick Harbor coming off the edge for South Carolina. I mean, you think about two Jadavion Clownies coming off the edge for South Carolina. That is deadly. That's scary. That is deadly. And I'm talking potential. I'm not, I'm projecting a little bit, but wow. What a, what an ad, man. That's huge. There's some people that are expecting some some big things from South Carolina this year. If they get they got the defense figured out for next year and beyond potentially, if they can get the offense figured out for next season, I mean that's. I think that's this is actually. Watch. I really I think just, South Carolina. This so look. You've heard me, for the better part of last season, say. Curse out one particular play person on South Carolina's coaching staff who is no longer there anymore and happens to find himself in Nebraska. DeWill Logans is going to be really good with South Carolina offensively. I don't, I actually have very high hopes for the offense. I think the defense may take a step back. They're a little younger this year. They lost a good portion of really good players, um, specifically secondary, like, like Cam Smith, guys like that. Yeah. We'll get, this isn't their preview, but just, Understand couple, South Carolina. South Carolinas are legit player in the SEC in the coming seasons, and they might might surprise somebody this year and and become that team this year. But I'm not. I'll save that for another day. Um, A week from Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. So that's where we're at with that recruiting news. We also got Demond Williams. We just talked about him. He decommitted from Ole Miss after I don't even remember what his name was. Um reclassified and decommitted from Florida and ends up at Ole Miss. Oh yeah. Uh I can't remember the name, so I'm not even gonna try, but reclassified and Demond Williams then decommitted from Ole Miss and he has committed to Arizona, which was the favored spot. We talked about it when he decommitted that that was kind of where everybody was looking for him to go. Yeah. He's at Arizona, one of the best quarterback prospects they've ever had, actually, as a matter of fact. And probably the highest. Arizona, dude, paper. I am telling you, Jed Fish is doing great things at Arizona. And if they do, in I fact, know. 
If they do, in fact, end up in the Big 12, they might be a player from day one as long as he's there. Just just putting that out there into the world, into the universe. So maybe one day there's a clip when we come back to this when Jed Fish leads him to a Big 12 championship. This thing right here gets gets posted. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, Austin just so Simmons. I can be right. Austin, Austin Simmons. Simmons. That's right. I, thought, I knew it was Austin, but I didn't know the last name, so I wasn't even trying. Yeah, no, for um, sure. That's but, a huge pickup for a program I, that I can only... is trending up and up and up and up. And oh, yeah. They're... As a proud Sun, Devil, Sun Devils fan, uh, well, I wouldn't be so proud anymore. <laughs> um, man, that's, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> no. well, you I, need some I, tissues? I you want me to send I, you some tissues that way? I will say, I will say, I like a lot of the moves Dillingham is doing. Um, he, that Look, I said, just, we're, we're I'm in a jetfish type of process. I'm anyways. very worried about his age. In the future, uh, like for now, for the near future, I think that as time goes, he's he's only going to get better. The guys that start really young tend to get really good, um, really fast, yeah. because they they, they kind of adjust with the game a little better. Dillingham's going to do good. I, I do yeah. believe that at, at yeah. any time. Either way, both are going to be, both might might be great pickups for the Big Twelve. We'll find out by the Absolutely. end of the week. Yeah, potentially as early as Friday, and who knows? I mean, it's all ever changing at the moment. It, it is. You know, I saw something that talked about Arizona being like gone by yesterday. Didn't happen. Yeah, I, I was wrong. I know that's weird, but I was wrong. Um, <laughs> and um, but I, I do think it's happening soon. It sounds like it's happening soon. So hey, it's it seems like it's in the works. It, it definitely does. All right. Conference preview time. ACC. What you're worst, actually here for. Yeah. Well, worst team. And I don't mean to. Uh, hang on. Let me see here. Well, I don't, I, I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but it was almost a clean sweep for the worst team. So, mm-hmm. BJ. Worst yeah. team in the ACC will be the worst team in the ACC is going to be the Virginia Cavaliers. Tyler, Cam, the worst team in the ACC will be Virginia Cavaliers. Okay, the worst team in the ACC will be the Boston College Eagles. I push back on that just a smidge, but I know what you're going to say. I already know where this is going to go. Yeah. Returning production. No, oh, they sucked that. last year. No, it's not even that. I mean, they, they did. Were... They lost Jerkovic. They lost uh, Garwell. I'm pretty sure it's yeah, not returning production. They it's lost their, Dave it's, Flowers. Yeah, it's their it's their strength of schedule being so much easier than it was last year so, outside of conference. Answer answer me a question. Okay. So, tell me, mm-hmm. who is Boston College quarterback in 2023? The Boston College quarterback in 2023, you said? Yep, that's what I said. 
But I would imagine, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, is it likely to be um, Moorhead? Very likely, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so, in saying that, take a look through this entire roster. Mm -hmm. Garwo is is back, I believe. Um, there was Zay, Fla Zay Flowers. I know um, Zay Flowers and, and Dracovic left, but... Yeah, Zay Flowers obviously to the draft, uh, Dracovic to Pitt. Um, which makes Pitt very interesting, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't see, I don't see anything they, about Garwell being back. Is the thing? Uh, well, unless he transferred in the off season between this this magazine coming out and Cam, which is possible. Uh, Pat Garwell is on the roster right here. So, nonetheless, they did get Ryan O'Keefe in the transfer portal uh, from UCF. I think that's mm -hmm. going to be a, a good add as a receiver. I just. I'm having a hard time seeing them put it together. And, you know, it's it's crazy because I, I look at their defense. Their defense is, is not so much young, but they're they're definitely not older players. I just I really don't don't like what they've they're bringing to the table. Jeff Affley definitely seems like he's kinda a little over his head at this point in his in his yeah. career. And I don't but I don't think that he was left a very I'm not seeing him workable. Play, so. You're not seeing him. Yeah, I didn't think he was. I thought he left. Huh. I either way, like I, I view it as kind of two sides of the same coin because Virginia also lost so lot, so much from last year. Yeah, Brandon like, Armstrong's going. Brandon Armstrong, as much as I feel he's kind of overrated as far as quarterbacks go. Mm -hmm. I mean. They're not exactly great there. Yeah. Like, I mean, he is on the roster, by the way. He's Cam. on their he's on their roster. You let me down, Cam. I asked you to find him. I didn't see him. Oh well. Control F. Control F. That's yeah. all you gotta do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I believe I may have believed you. Yeah. Didn't ask. I didn't ask if you believe me. I have to prove myself right. Remember? Oh, that's right. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, who put us in this? Oh, probably me. Oops. Oh, come on. Okay, somebody else do it. I know one of you's got it. There we go. I gotta trust you guys a little more, huh? Stop making it all about me. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I can't. I can't keep doing that. Um, I really. Well, I can, but I, I'll. I'll refrain at some day. Someday soon. Today is not that day. No, probably not. Um. Anyways, so the I'm going to go to this magazine a little bit in this show just to kind of you know compare some things. Mm -hmm. So Athlon has our two picks as the bottom two: Boston College yeah. ahead mm -hmm. of Virginia, uh, thirteen and fourteen. Yeah. When we talk about recruiting classes, just from here, uh, everybody was in the top sixty-five. Um, there were seven schools inside the top 50 and the lowest ranked was Syracuse at 83. I'm actually really kind of shocked by that one. Um, wasn't expecting Syracuse to be down there. It doesn't need um, just because Dino Babbers has never necessarily been the best recruiter as far as like strength goes. Like you know, they never get those top classes. He, he's really good at knowing no, I, I'm His not saying roster and like what to go after. Though. 
I'm not saying that. I was just saying I, I think that he I, I think I thought they would be better, a little better at least. He's um, more of a developer. Is what you know what they are? Say. You know what they are? They, they remind me of they remind me of what Kentucky's trying to do right now. But before Kentucky started doing it, they're really relying on the portal to build yeah. some of their rosters. Uh, I mean, you go back to Garrett Schrader at quarterback and who will still be there. Mm-hmm. It, it just feels like Syracuse kind of builds off the portal a little bit off of the experienced guys. It's not a bad way to go about it anymore. Honestly, no. Kentucky's going to make a real big killing off of that this year, I think. Yeah. When we talk about player of the year candidates. Okay. Would you like so, to go first this time? So, Cam, make this an endpoint for something. Okay. Mark this time down. Um, Drake May is not and should not be on any player of the year list. People make it seem like Drake May was the only reason that North Carolina went 9-5 and five last year. And it's simply not true. No. They had a very good offense. Um, a lot of very good skill position players led by one of the best receivers in the country, Josh Downs. Um, and while hurt, he still made – was still a very big asset. Um, they lost a little bit on defense and continue to not be very good defensively. I don't know that Drake May has a similar year to what he did last year, and I don't think it's because he got worse. Do not mishear what I'm saying. It's not because he got worse, but it's because the team around him gets worse that I think his numbers and his stats start to falter. Do not say Drake May's a one-and-done because he's not. He's not a one-and-done. But I do not believe he is a part of the player of the year conversation, nor do I believe he's a part of the Heisman conversation. So when we do Heisman preseason stuff later in this month, do not be surprised when I do not have Drake May on my Heisman list. If they have a great season, it's solely because of him. I'll say that. Yeah. I agree. If they this win year, nine, ten year. games, he will be in the spot that Lamar Jackson was just a few uh, years ago. Yeah. And where Lamar Jackson led Louisville to what was undoubtedly one of their best seasons ever. Yeah. And it was solely because of what he was capable of doing on the field. Yeah. What got his number retired from at at, uh, There's only two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Johnny Unitas and Lamar Jackson. I see we're an enjoyer of of similar videos on TikTok. Perhaps. But I also knew that already because I'm a big Johnny Unitas fan. Uh, When I I was a kid, every time I'd see on NFL Network America's game from that time frame, especially the Colts of that time frame, I was 100% watching. You were invested. Oh, yeah. Somebody got like an alarm clock going off in the background. I don't know. Am I the only one hearing that noise? <laughs> I, I heard it as well. Okay. I, I thought I heard something, but it didn't sound like I keep hearing a beeping, but I don't know where it's coming from. Anyways. Probably Somebody Dallas. needs to check their smoke <laughs> smoke detector. <laughs> it's not that kind of beeping. Oh, okay. Drew hears it too, so it's definitely oh, okay. not just... not. It, I don't know. Um. Anyways. You can just do with that what you will. Do with that information what you will. But Greg May is not a Heisman or a player of the year contender. No. Um, just because he, he does not have enough around him. He definitely has potential to emerge as one. I, I think it could happen. Like, like I said, year again. 
That's but the they, only way it happens. But they got to be an eight or a nine win team, and it's got to be solely because he's putting up unreal yeah. numbers. I, I just numbers. don't. I just don't know that anybody steps up and 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 takes the role that Josh Downs had Spot last year. On. And I think that's a hard thing to do. No, nothing against North Carolina, and I'm sorry to have to do this mm-hmm. right after saying that Drake May is not going to be a player of the year because I'm taking Riley Leonard to be player of the year in the ACC. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I, I, sorry, North Carolina fans. Uh, if you're in Chapel Hill, it's a uh, double please, whammy right there. I, I can't wait to see your videos of you burning my picture um, <laughs> in the street. But you think I, you're going to get that much attention? Oh wait, never mind. I forgot who I was asking. Um, uh, no, sorry. <laughs> that's that's a joke. That's a joke. Who am I'm, I asking now? Who, who am I talking to here? Right. No, uh, you know, I like the pick. I think that it's a you know definitely a gutsy one. Because I mean the obvious pick, and I think it's you know when you're we're talking about uh, say what I want you to say when we're talking about who's say what I want you to say. who's going to be up a, around the going. top of the conference. The obvious picks Jordan Travis. Oh no, <laughs> that's not what I thought. <laughs> that's not where I thought this was going. Yes, which which I is perfect. I keep keep fly. surprising y'all. But no, I mean you talk about we. There's a reason why they're getting a lot of preseason buzz. There's a reason why a lot of people expect them to do a lot of good things this year. And it's going to start with him. And and if he can continue and even improve his play from last year, he'll be the ACC player of the year when it's all said and done at the end of the season. Yeah, both of those are great picks and probably my personal top two quarterbacks in this league as far as the um, as far as player of the year goes. There's a third place one. I'm not going with him, though. I'm actually no. going to go with Will Shipley. You better not. You actually. Well, hang on. <laughs> so here, hang on. Why am I? Why am I about to argue for somebody from Clemson? But um, it's, <laughs> you're really going to take Will Shipley over Cade Klubnik? Yeah. Hmm. Oh. Did you not watch I, any of, of Garrett Riley's offense last year? I'm just saying he's he's gonna yeah. he's gonna make Klubnik. Klubnik is gonna be really good, man. There's yeah, a reason no, like, I didn't. I take don't him. disagree with you. Like I think Klubnik's gonna be really really good as well. But I I would not be surprised if at the same time we've seen Garrett Riley adjust his offense to what's around them, and Will Shipley is one of the most talented players in this entire conference. I think so, it, in order for him to eclipse a Travis, a Leonard, or even a Klubnik, mm-hmm. I think bar minimum he's got a runch for over fifteen hundred yards. Is, am I? I, I also know that? this guy's love affair with uh, Cade, Cade Klubnik, so I was not expecting <laughs> him to be on the board at this point. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, the yeah, only I'm... only person he's talked up more. Then Kate Klubnik this offseason has been Duke and Riley Leonard. So you shouldn't be surprised. Uh, that's not true. That's well, uh, maybe well, the power five. In the ACC. But... <laughs> in the ACC. <laughs> I was say, the power five, yeah. maybe. But like, oh, I, I was expecting those two to be gone by these guys, though. And so I I was like, okay. I mean, cool. you definitely had to. So, BJ, I must ask if I didn't take Riley Leonard, is that who you were going to pick? No. I, I you thought, were actually going to go Jordan Travis? Yeah. I, so I, if I, I, if actually I were to pick. I legitimately thought you were going to take Klubnik, so I I had Travis mm-hmm. prepared. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, but I I figured good. it was one of the two of us was going to say Travis, and I was, you know, Fair if enough. if I th- figured if it wasn't you, it was going to be me. So, if I were going to take a running back in this conference, I would take um, 
either Trey Benson or Henry Parrish, but more yeah. likely Henry Parrish because I do not like Tyler Van Dyke, and I've been on record of saying that for two years in a row now. Yeah. Um, and not that I don't like him personally. I don't know him. Um, but uh, he definitely is not one of those guys that I think is going to be good at all. I, I really don't. I, I just I don't like him, dude. His mechanics are really weird me out. They really do. Um, He's going to have to have made some big improvements this offseason. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird motion as a whole. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I was gonna say he needs to improve, like throwing motion before we even, yeah, yeah. If we talk about it real quick, um, some of the favorites in terms of the coordinator positions, people are really gonna talk about Garrett Riley. And people are are going to talk about the head coaching change at Louisville with Jeff yeah. Brom. Yeah. But Brian Brom, uh, Jeff's son, is going to be the offensive coordinator at Louisville. Um, we I see how that works out at Iowa. <laughs> no, Brian's his son, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I don't know. know. Brian I'll double check son, but Yeah, yeah double I check could it. be wrong. But I, th- I thought it was – well, maybe. I'm trying to, Now I'm trying to do math, Cam. Thank you. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. This is like 84 to 88, right? I mean, that makes sense. That could happen. That could be right. We got a kid in 86. Brom's younger brother, Brian. is. A oh, I thought it was coach. his son. Yeah. I don't know why. Why did I think it was his son? Did you think it was his son? The, no. No. I no. didn't know. I didn't know he was going to I, I, I don't think I heard son. about that. I... I when they were at separate schools, I remember one time they wound up going head to head somewhere. I can't remember where. Oh, I'll probably know but... where I watched. <laughs> Maybe that makes sense. Yeah, you're probably uh, thinking and, and of Brian so, Ferentz. Yeah, no, I know what I was thinking of. I just and, probably, uh, I, I because Brian... they played so far apart in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jeff Brown played in the '80s, uh, mid to late '80s, and Brian Brown played in the mid 2000s. So I really thought yeah. that or early to mid 2000s, and I thought that they were closer um in age or, or family planning man well hey you know what yeah. i don't know they both have some some cardinal blood so good for them um anyways i'm not gonna waste any more time here i feel like i've i've really derailed a lot of this show today um just the news of the day man i don't know yeah um see i can't do that new year's six thing anymore um we got two easy options when it comes to the other question that you asked in its place on. Yeah, but I know I know what the answers are going to be. It's going to be Clemson or Florida State. Like we we know these answers because everybody's been talking about them already. Yeah. People don't really talk about the best chance at a New Year's Six squad from the G five, other than the American. So like that that fit in well. Yeah, but man. I just I don't know. Um, I'm not going to add that in because it's it doesn't make sense. Um, some interesting transfers, I guess, uh, is something I, I wanted to talk about. I'm sorry that this is kind of going a little weird. Um, but Florida State getting Keon Coleman was absolutely huge, huge. for their receiving yeah. room. I think that's a big add in the portal. Um, just really, really big, honestly. I, I can't be overstated 
Uh, Haynes King at Georgia Tech may actually be good. I, I, I really liked what Brent Key did at the end of last year. Jack Plummer coming in at Louisville, he's going to be the starter. There's no questioning that. I think that the, the knowledge he has of the system is really big for that. Um, continuing to look here through. You had uh, Brent Armstrong going to NC State. Yeah, Brennan Armstrong within the conference, NC yeah. State. Absolutely. That's and huge. And Phil Jerkovic at Pitt. Jerkovic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jerkovic to Pitt. Um, Half of North Carolina's defense transferring out is pretty big. We saw how bad that defense was. So. Um. And then let me just tell you, Mitch Griffiths is not going to be bad. And to assume that Wake Forest is going to just fall off the map again, I'm not saying they're going to win eight, nine games. I personally have them at six and six. I'm just going to tell you that right now. But Mitch Griffiths is not going to fall off the way the Sam Hartman did. This defense is just really bad. And that's and that's why I don't think Wake Forest wins more than that. Yeah, he's was- He is very good. Very good. And what he did last year to start the season was extremely impressive. He's very solid in the offense. I really liked what he had to say at um, ACC kickoff or whatever. Uh, they don't call it media days. Yeah. I don't think. Um, but but Griffiths is a guy that I am very, very in tune to watch um, at Wake Forest. Yeah, and I, I was – there were a couple teams that I was, you know, I went back and forth and, and I told you, Tyler, that after I'd already sent you – everything that we needed uh, when we do our uh, media poll here in a little bit. There was one team in particular that I felt like I was just so far off of kind of based on what a lot of people have expected after I'd already gotten done with my predictions. And I I was looking around to see kind of compare and contrast. And I was just like, what am I missing here? I'm, I'm really struggling to see, what others are seeing. And so I went in and reevaluated. I think I had changed maybe like one conference game as a result. And and so it did end up messing with a little bit of, of wake as a, as a result, but I had them right around the ACC well. where I have them projected um, as a whole, like there's a lot of tiebreakers involved and I don't yeah. know what the yeah. tiebreakers are. So I kind of had I, to improvise. Yeah. I, I, I had so the same thing. <laughs> I, I went off conference record and then head to head. And if there was no head to head, I did best record. Yeah. Yeah. Same. That's what I did. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. So I, I'm just kind of. We're just kind of spitballing uh, based yeah, on. I'm, I'm guessing. They... But if I have them correct, I'll know for next year, I yeah. guess. Um, anyways. Cam can probably How find about... the, the tiebreakers. If we're talking about legitimate Heisman contenders in this conference, um, because I, I think that would be a good spot from the New Year Six. I, I think that I think Kate Klubnick's on that list for, for sure. sure. Um, mm-hmm. I think Jordan Travis. I think, is I think Jordan well. Travis is on the list, but I don't know how realistic him being on the list is. I think and he's I, more of a dark horse as opposed and, to. Like, and I only say Lakers. that just because they're a lot more balanced. The numbers aren't going to be quite as as hefty as as you might expect. So I'm I'm interested with that. Um, well, I mean, if Stetson Bennett could finish as a at fourth place in the Heisman last year, over well, I'm not saying Hooker. he can't get to New York. I'm just talking yeah. about like overall winning it. I, I think Klubnik's yeah. numbers are probably going to be better. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a very tough spot to be in, honestly, Uh, to talk about it from the ACC's point of view. Again, I I mean, I don't – I mean, I know I picked him as player of the year, but maybe there's like an outside shot at a Drake May or a – Riley Leonard. Riley Leonard, thank you. Um, but I, I don't know, man. That's a that's a tough spot to be in. I think those, those are, are a tough conference to pick a couple. That's your probably your best options yeah, when absolutely. you look at the ACC because it's got to be it's got to be quarterback. Remember that it's got to be a quarterback for a team that's very successful this year. So, absolutely. All right. Well, we have dark horse conference championship teams, and I am going to say that. I'm just going to take away the top two, Florida State and Clemson. Um, I will allow anybody else to go first if you wish. Um, Cam, why don't you go I ahead have, and I have shake a couple that out. I could go from. Yeah, I've got I've got For two at least. Dark horse. Yes. Yep. So take away the top two teams essentially that okay. we've so, pretty much all agreed upon. Yeah. For me, I'm actually going to go with Pitt the Pitt Panthers just because they've they've kind of got a lighter schedule they yeah yeah, like they they're already going to be a solid team Jerkovic is definitely not a step back from what they want in that offense at quarterback from Keenan Slovis Um, Narduzzi's always going to have a good solid defense they're going to be a physical, tough team in in a conference that has a lot of spread spread um, defense type of schemes. So, I mean, it's it's hard not to see Pitt as a as a dark horse type of a team. All right. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Cam. I think it's very very easy that. The problem that I can foresee is that if it, we're not, you know, obviously this is the first year that the ACC is not going to have divisions like they did last year. So it's very possible just because, you know, not everybody's going to be playing everybody. There, There's a possibility that we could have, you know, a tiebreaker situation and there won't be head to head. And we, in that case, we don't know what the tiebreak is going to be. Uh, I see I could for, very easily foresee a situation with the team I'm about to take off the board where they could have the same conference record as a Clemson or a Florida State, whoever essentially loses that that matchup, if, if both are up there near the top of the conference, and they end up with the same conference record as that team that lost that game, the team that lost gets their chance at the rematch even still uh, over the team that I'm going to be taking off the board here. Uh, and that's a team we were just talking about a few minutes ago, Tyler, Louisville. I really do like uh, you know Jack Plummer coming in and, and running, you know, Jeff Brom's system. I, I think that this is a very manageable schedule for them. I think that they're going to have a really good year. They've got a game against Notre Dame at home that will be definitely a concern, and especially with that being the week before a, what's going to be, you know, a make or break, essentially, trip to Pitt um, in the season before a bye. But they're back at the schedule. They host Duke. They get the two Virginia schools. They – uh, you know, their, their second half of the schedule is a little bit tougher than their first half. Uh, but if they can survive a road trip to Miami the le- next to last week of the year, they're definitely in consideration, I feel like, for, for you know, being in, 
in the talks to go to Charlotte. So don't be surprised if the Cardinals are a dark horse in this ACC. Louisville is a team that definitely intrigues me because I could see them potentially causing a lot of havoc in this conference. However, at the same time, first-year head coach and a huge adjustment in his scheme. Like, yes, Jack Plummer is a good quarterback. However, like, let's not ignore the fact that they are shifting from Satterfield's spread option style to a spread air raid concept type of an offense. I, I, think gonna, lot, I think they're a lot more ready for that than you think. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I'm going to push back oh, on yeah, that no, as well I, because I think it, you're, we're, we're saying, you know, I, I get what you're saying, and I'm not necessarily trying to argue this point with you for, per se, but when you, you say first-year head coach, you mean at the program, not yeah. first year as oh, a yeah, head coach yeah, or anything yeah. like that. And I think there is a big yeah. distinction. Uh, like, as we, we I, saw last I, year with a whole bunch of. I'm going to say, know, this new... isn't like, this isn't what I'm, I talked about a few weeks ago with Ryan Walters at Purdue. Yeah. And, and more specifically Hudson card at quarterback and how Hudson card could some, in some world uh, that I've never uh, been to be better than Aiden O'Connell was at Purdue. And I don't know that I really agree with that either. Um, but I, I specifically don't think that if you talk about, if you're talking about quarterback position, well, that's, that's solved already. And the receivers are actually good at, at Louisville. Uh, yeah. I can't remember if they still have Tyon Evans at running back as well. The transfer that came in from Tennessee, I'm but Tyon, Tyon Evans was good. I'm pretty sure they got a couple transfers in as well. A receiver, even on top of that, Louisville's not in a bad spot. And the people that think they're just like, yeah, I, I'm going to say like, it is much bolder of you to say that Louisville does not make a bowl game than it is to say that oh, Louisville might I, win I 10 do games. Have them. I do have them making a bowl game. Oh, uh, that's sure. not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not saying you say that. I'm just saying They're, I think it's a bolder prediction to say that Louisville does not make a bowl game than it is to say they can win 10 games. Yeah. I think you're yeah, right. That's the argument I will make for Louisville. Oh, yeah. Now, no, like, I am I forced – I am forced – at my hand, Go so ahead. tragically, to take. No, you want to do it. We to know take you Duke do it. as as my dark horse, but I do believe it because look, mm-hmm. if they get week one right off the bat to come out and show everybody in Wallace Wade Stadium exactly what they're about, and if they are truly about it, they're going to come out and potentially win that game, and if not, they're going to lose by one score. Be they that as it may. Be that as it may. They have a lot tougher of a schedule. I understand that. I've seen that. But Mike Elko is a very good head coach. I mean, I'm telling you, this 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 last year, and even even watching their their blue and white game in the spring, they were very very impressive, very good flow. The only thing that's going to stop them from achieving what their goals are is injury. Um, truthfully, I think that they have very good expectations of a top five at least finish in the ACC. I think they're more in, in tune for a potential top three finish in the ACC. And I just I, – I really do like exactly where they're sitting right now. So I'm going to take Duke. Um, it's actually funny because I had to switch with BJ taking Louisville off of Louisville to, to go with Duke, but I, I'm more than happy to make that argument any day of the week. So I'll, I'll, I'll take Duke. No problems. I almost took Duke as well. So – we're going to go ahead and get win totals out of the way real quick. We're going to very Before briefly we, yeah. 
very briefly go through them. So it's going to start. Boston College gets five and a half. I'm taking under. I'm going to go slight over. I think they make a bowl game this year. That might be my bold, bold take of the year. Clemson getting nine and a half. I'm taking over. I think they, I mean, I, I think we're all in seen my prediction. I, I got an undefeated regular season. That's what this is about, the regular season. Duke has six and a half, and I'm also taking the over. I'm going to hammer the over as well. Um, Florida State be next? Yeah, hang on. I'm just looking for them. Okay. I don't know why that got lost. Okay. Florida State, nine and a half. I'm also taking an over. I think they get to 10. Over. Yeah, I think so too. Even if. Even if they lose to LSU and lose to Clemson, I mean, they should be I still be think able to, they get the yeah. 10. I the think toughest game is going to be Pitt on the road. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's yeah. very manageable. Yeah. Georgia Tech gets four and a half. I have them as a five and seven team. I'm going to give the over even then at five and seven because I think that five and seven might be their floor in 2023. That does not mean their ceiling is at 10. Their ceiling is actually at like seven. So I think they're between five and seven. So I you actually said it's, have them. You said it's four I, and a half? That's four and a half. I'm going to go under. Okay. I have them at five and seven. So I very slight over. Georgia Tech's going to be interesting. I I, I think yeah. people really need to actually. I, I like Kane's King, and I, I hope I hope he can you know be successful in that team. It's they not just about that. Brent Key did a really good job yeah. last year. That team was not the same at all. Yeah. From from pre Key to to yeah. what he from was able Collins. to do at the end of the year. Yeah, it was just. You know, we don't we don't say that name in Atlanta. <laughs> well, well I they don't say, say good that. Th- name good thing Atlanta. we're not in Atlanta. Yeah. Well, I guess. Um, Louisville's at eight and a half, and man, that's a tough one. I'm going to say under because I have them somewhere, but it's like seven or eight wins, anyways. I don't know that they. I think it's more bold for them to go below, but um, the six win mark. But I think they're somewhere between that six and eight win mark. I'm on the higher end of eight, so I'll go just under. Very slight under. I'm gonna tease the. Listeners. I'm gonna tease the over. I've got them with nine wins. All right, tease it. Miami has a seven and a half on the oh over God. under. I have them at eight and four. Somehow, I but, do too. I do too. But. I'm actually going to say I'd bet the under. I, I think it, that's probably the safer bet, but I have a mate in four. So I'll, I'll go to be different. I'll I don't always listen to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I I literally have them at seven and five. So, uh, He's yeah. Under. Under. But it's really close. I'll tease the over as well. NC State, six and a half. I'm going under. Under. This was the team that I could not decide. I had a. I had four and eight at one point. I've changed my tune a little bit on that, but I, I say under still. I have a six, yeah. They're very struggled to, to get to a bowl game for me. I I very slight over. I I have them at seven wins, so okay. slight yeah. over. Do not bet that line. Yeah, I wouldn't North it. Carolina at eight and a half, I'm going under. We're gonna kinda rapid fire these a little more. We gotta we got a lot more to go here. Eight and a half, I'm going under. Under. Pitt, six and a half. I'm going over. 
I'm going over as well. Over. Syracuse, six and a half. I am going over, but barely. I have them at seven. I'm going to go over as well. Not barely, but... Very, very slight over. I have them at seven and five as well. Virginia, three and a half, under. 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 Uh, Virginia Tech, five and a half. I'm also going under. I think they end up at four or five. Yeah, I've got them at four and eight, so I'm going to go under here as well. I'd lean more towards the under, even with me sitting at six wins, just because there's a lot in there that's like I could see there's some, some pushes. Wake, wake, easily. wake is at six and a half. I'm going uh, – so I'm actually going – my my record is six and six. I might play an over on that though. I think they could get seven or eight. I don't know that they do, but I think they could. I had them at six and six, and then I flipped some things around. I have them not five and seven. I go under. I have them at six and six. However, I I I'm like Tyler, where it's like I have six basically as the floor, so I might go the over if I had to bet. I really think this is a bowl eligible minimum team. Uh, I, I but think but that, the defense just – the defense really hurts me. But I think that yeah. they have enough ineptitude on offense in this conference, especially with their schedule, that they do find their way in a few. Is so. Wake Forest improved? Yeah, I was going to say the, the one that's going to come down to it for me is that NC State game. Whoever wins that game likely is going to go to a bowl while the, the loser does not. The loser not. goes home. Yep. Yeah. All right. These are our ACC predictions for the season, uh, as voted on by the three of us. Two of us had Clemson as conference champions. One of us had Florida State. Um, Take your time to look through it. I'm going to read them off, though. Clemson, Florida State, Pitt, Duke, Louisville, your top five. Miami, North Carolina, NC State, Syracuse, and Wake Forest is your six through ten. And then the end of the conference, the bottom half uh, or bottom third, maybe. Uh, Virginia mm-hmm. Tech, Georgia Tech, Boston College, and Virginia closes it out for those who are watching, listening on podcasts. For those watching on YouTube, you saw that, and you probably didn't need me to read it, but you're welcome. With that said, um, oh, man, I almost lost it. Um, Conference Championship predictions. Um, I am going to go ahead and say Clemson over Florida State. Um, they will be undefeated with my prediction and going to the playoff. Cam? I'm the lone dissenting vote here. Um, I'm going with Florida State over Clemson. That's going to be... You don't know how much that's painful, but man, I'd like to be the ones to (laughs) knock them off that pedestal. Yeah, no. I I think that's going to be an all-time classic type of a conference championship oh, yeah. game though it's, it's probably gonna be I a classic have, yeah. in clemson so i i yeah. really expect the neutral side game to be fun but yeah i know you might, you might make two trips to charlotte this year i know from experience that um no i would not ever I make know. two trips to charlotte and and this is exactly why um i went to the acc championship game clemson versus virginia uh in 2019 yeah and that was just miserable. It was all Clemson. I mean, they travel very well. It's also close. And, uh, yeah, that that's going to be 
a, a second home game basically for Clemson to play mm-hmm. up in Charlotte. Just so yeah. you know. Um, All the Florida State fans do travel well too. I was gonna they do, they do, but State I'm just telling you. I've been there. I watched it. Virginia fans, from as close as they are, they did not travel well at all. No. And I know that that's, you know, it's Virginia. But, yeah. um, I mean, they're probably glad they didn't after that game because that was an ass-whooping. I wouldn't if um, uh, Mendenhall were my coach either. Well, <laughs> that's beside the point. Um, yeah, uh, that was bad. So, you guys have Clemson. Well, Tyler has Clemson over Florida State. Cam has Florida State over Clemson. I've got Clemson coming in with a loss, so they're not going to go undefeated like you have them. I also have them playing Florida State, though. I know, shocker. We're all in kind of in agreement on it's going to be a rematch. Yeah. yeah. I have Clemson winning the second time as well over Florida State. And even though they've got a loss, they're still in the playoff discussion. I don't know if that clinches it for them, but they'll, they'll definitely for me be in, in an undefeated record. Oh, is for definitely sure. In so and I, yeah. I think for anybody, an undefeated record's in so. Um, there, there's, there's a couple of, I, I think when we, I mean, especially with the conferences we're going to talk about the next three times mm-hmm. out, it's, it's very, very likely that this team would be in, but if I there's some, so. if there's some confusion or if there's a, you know, a couple teams mm-hmm. fighting it out from the SEC or the big 10, I mean, it's certainly possible that yeah. they get left out again, Yeah, but well, they, they should be at least in the discussion with a 12 and one. Yeah. Conference I agree. Championship. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, so, with that said, that's the end of our ACC preview. If there's something you feel like you missed, uh, I do apologize, but we we don't just go full bore on just ACC. We got news and everything else to do. It, this would go on for hours, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, for your sanity, and for mine, but mostly for yours. Um, have we have we ever thought about splitting it up and doing? A news episode and a conference preview two on the same day? No, we shouldn't do that. Have we ever thought about five episodes a week? Because I'd do that, but we could we could do I a daily anybody, episode. I don't think anybody wants that. I mean, they'd probably be shorter if we did a daily episode as opposed to. They probably would be, but I I. So yeah, that's some work. So. I was gonna say I don't know that I've got the time to commit to yeah, that. I would well, say my Drew, weird schedule. Drew probably doesn't want us doing more than the two that we're already doing. As it is. <laughs> he's probably, he's, <laughs> he's after, after, today, it. after today's <laughs> show. After today's show, he probably's like, "Can we get y'all back to one a week?" <laughs> <laughs> that would not be fun at no, all. I, know, um, I don't think that would be a two and a half hour episode, and that's yeah. not that ain't good for business. No. Um. No. But anyways. We return on Sunday with the Big Ten. That is our no. – sorry, Big 12. Well, I guess they're kind of the Big Ten for now. Um, Big 14 this year. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, what am I thinking? Um, <laughs> we're talking We're talking frogs. We're talking frogs, baby. We're talking Big 12, not we're talking frogs. talking frogs, um, horns, sooners, knights. We're, talk, we're talking about the zoo. Um, cougars. Oh. Zach Wilson's going to be tuned in, I know. <laughs> That's enough. All right, Big Twelve on Big Twelve on Sunday. Uh, college basketball coming up next, right at eight yep. o'clock. 20 ish minutes ish. Tomorrow will be the lowdown, and then we'll return Sunday. Breakfast ball Monday. That's your weekly wrap. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Winning.